Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is Ian. And this is Cousin Max. For the third time. I like it. Might be our, our reoccurring guest podcast. We're going to have to find other people, actually. <laughs> really? I think he's quite Don't fascinating. Oh, I'm not disagreeing, but you know, if we have a guest podcaster, it can't always be the same guest. Otherwise, it's just partner other four. Yeah, he's not really a guest. He's more like... He's Cousin Max. Let's be honest. How many other people can you get by to come here and drink beer and talk? Oh, in that case... Gee, I don't know. How many people out there like to drink beer and talk? Folks, if you'd like to be a guest podcaster, write us an email. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. I think we have at least 185 likes on Facebook. Challenge accepted, Cousin yeah. Max. Yeah, all right. The game is on. It is afoot. We just found your replacement, and you did it yourself. Thanks. You just talked yourself out of a job. The best thing that I am... I, it's, I, hands down, I am better at nothing else. Uh, that <laughs> was not really an intro. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but welcome to it got away from us real quick. the Beer Mistress's Microbrew Review uh, with special guest star, Cousin Max. Uh, maybe Reoccurring special guest star. In his Cousin last Max. appearance, maybe, depending on how. The falling guest star. <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about all things Dogfish Head. And I'm, maybe not all things. Maybe two things Dogfish Head. True. So we are starting round one with a little Hellhound. Hellhound on my ale. Nice. So, um, I have actually, I don't know that I've ever had this one before, but... I had this, I guess it was a year ago now, uh, at Tria. All right. One of my favorite drinking watering holes, as it were. There are other reoccurring supporting guest stars. Yes, Tria being one of them. They have a delicious rotating tap list. And they had the Hellhound uh, as one of their featured beers one time, and I gave it a try, and I quite liked it. So I went out and I bought a case of it. So this is a year-old Hellhound. And does it taste any different that you notice? Uh, maybe a little less lemony. That's That could be a good... I haven't tried it yet. I'm looking at my glass. I It looked quite delicious, and then when I read the label and it said ale brewed with lemons, as I know you both like sours, I got a little nervous. So No, I... it's it, the lemon is not the overwhelming flavor. Uh, I think it's just a, a little bit of that citrus that gets in there. Okay. This is pretty great. Actually, now you said... You bought it a year ago, so that makes sense, because the bottle says 2011 marks the 100th birthday of Mississippi Delta's bluesman Robert Johnson, who, according to legend, sold his soul down at the crossroads in a midnight bargain and changed music forever. But the reason that they made this beer a little special, and I know that Dogfish is sort of known for doing some radical stuff. They got some stuff. funky beers. Yeah. Um, it says that Hellhound is a super hoppy ale that hits 100 IBUs in the brew house. And for those of our listeners who are maybe not so beer savvy or beer fact savvy. Clearly you are, all are. IBUs are measurements of bitterness. <clears throat> I don't actually know what IBU stands for, not going to lie. I know that... International Berlin... Bureau of Uber Bitter. I thought it was International <laughs> Bitter Unit. I don't... Might be that. <laughs> I have no idea. I actually I'm think really it's neither talking. of those, but you both sold it really well. So I know that um, Berlin talked about it. And obviously, we once again paid so much attention. He's he's like a really loyal listener, and I feel every time we fail these tests... We just tests, disappoint him. Yeah, that we just keep disappointing him. Although he just finished up his pumpkin beer. Oh my gosh, we heard such amazing things. 10.59%. And he said he's getting superstitious because every year it gets a little better than the year before, and he always brews it at the same um, Dillsburg Brewing event. And Talk by about, better, he also means just higher ABV. Talk about selling your soul. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Berlin, is there a little hellhound in you? <laughs> <laughs> so we have 100 IBUs in the brew house, which I guess what they're specifying there is that 
like Ian's had it for a year, it might have changed. You know, it might not be 100 anymore. Sure. Um, but it's also 10.0% ABV. So that's 100 when you write it out. Um, 10.0 SRM in color and dry hopped with 100% centennial hops at a rate of 100 kilos per 100 barrel brew length. That is way too technical for anything worthwhile, except it's really cool that it's a lot of hundreds. Exactly. Yeah. So what do we think, guys? I have always had a special place in my heart for Dogfish Head. They really are the beer that, and the beer company and the brewery that has gotten me started on my beer kick. Um, from the day that I tried the 60 Minute to the day that I graduated to the 90, to the day that I sampled the 120. Your parents are so proud. <laughs> I essentially, I fell in love with it. What they were doing, the, uh, the fact that they have very, very accessible beers, and the beers that you can find relatively commonly, but then at the same time, they are constantly They're really funky the beers, limit. but they, they make enough of them. They're a well-known right. enough company that they can make enough without diluting the brand or the quality of the brand, I they, think. They never water it down for the masses. Well, and I think that's something that Ian and I sort of have a biased opinion on, is that Sam Adams is still considered a craft brew company, but Absolutely. they seem so widely available and mass market that you're wondering, well, okay, maybe it's a craft beer they're making, but it's not a micro brew because of the quantity. Exactly. Uh, and I like Sam Adams. I, I think they do a lot of good stuff. I think they're the best mass marketed micro brew out there, I think. And even dogfish, though, chances are, if you're just going to a normal bar, brew place, whatever, that isn't, you know, really seeking out the adventurous, they're going to have the IPA, sure. Maybe 60 minute if you're really lucky, 90 minute. And they might have a seasonal, but they're probably not going to have, like, this really funky stuff like the Hellhound sure. or our next beer that we're going to have a little bit later called the Sati. I would like to just get your opinions on what your favorite dogfish is if i can real quick sure i want to jump back a little bit to sam adams oh, okay yeah uh one of my favorite beers of theirs is actually their uh their summer beer Sam's it drives summer. me bonkers I know. you know it does i know it just drives you mad and i will say the even weirder personality tick that goes along with this is i will order a sam summer and a slice of lemon and i just love to squeeze lemon in there and get this really lemony delicious flavor it's very vibrant. It's, it's very vibrant. Tart. I find it completely changes the flavor of their beer, though, and I much prefer it with the lemon. And I've actually sold other people on it at bars. I've been like, oh, you, I saw you got the Sam Summer. You should give it a try with some lemon. And they're just it's like, not what are you served with about? a garnish normally, is it? Well, the first time I had it, it was. Okay. So I don't know if it's supposed to be done that way or if they just decided that, hey, this is what we're going to do with it. That was up in Boston. And again, so for me, it's a, it's a nostalgic beer. It's, it takes me back to my college drinking days. We'd sit outside at the end of the year with a pitcher of Sam Summer, and I could tell how many beers I drank by how many lemon wedges were in the bottom of my cup, huh. which was often the cup would be so full of lemon wedges that there was hardly any beer that I was pouring into it. Oh, college. <laughs> but then I could count and go, one, two, three, four. I have to admit, your college days sound a lot better than mine. I remember Beast and Natty Light. Oh. Yeah. Well, there was no lemon involved. How do you even remember that? <laughs> <laughs> How have you not blocked that out? I've tried. Years so, of therapy. when I saw the Hellhound here, and I saw that it was brewed with all of those lemons and everything, I thought, well, I'll, I'll probably like that. Because I do, I like the Centennial Hops, I like the Cascade. I love citrus in my beer for whatever reason. Uh, maybe I'm a little girly, or maybe I just like the characters that it brings out. I like that, that crisp, sweet, sour sharpness that all comes along with that lemon flavor i'm gonna say that i am very very pleasantly surprised 
It is not tart. It is a well-developed flavor. I The hops make sense to me because I think the citrus flavor that I'm getting is not so much lemony as citrusy overall. Um, it's like a good IPA. And I think, if I recall, I mean, it was a year ago when I first had this. I think it is less lemony now, but even then it wasn't tart. It was just this nice lemon flavor that came along with it. Did you have it in the summer or was it... I don't know when they brew it. I think it. it was right around now, okay. to be honest. So, end of October-ish. Up, but I find it pretty intriguing because it just... The combination of the IPA with the citrus really just kind of brings to mind citra hops. You know, it's a nice fusion between the hop flavor and the citrus flavor. Instead of it, like Shannon was... Like you were saying before, um, it turning into a sour beer. Because I know you're aversion to such. Um, the world's going to know all the like my gripes with beer by the end, <laughs> the end of the first year of this podcast. Uh, no, I love sours. Um, I know you do. You and I love do. IPAs, and I love them for very, very different reasons. And I agree. I would not want this IPA to be a sour IPA, and I think that they really executed well on it. Um, I also had it last year. On draft? Or on draft. Okay. And I was able to sample it you know, relatively fresh, um, as opposed to letting it age for about a year. And uh, I would agree with Ian in saying that it's definitely not as citrusy, but I feel like it's it's more of a uh, a wiser citrus flavor now. Instead of being a very very upfront, a little lemon more developed. Flavor, it's it is. It, it really has merged well with the hops. Awesome. I don't, yeah. It doesn't taste like um, for a ten percent IPA. I would expect to be slapped by hops, and it's really it's 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 good job. I'm impressed, and maybe maybe I got lucky um, because we got the aged bottle is what we're drinking right now, um, but it works for me. So now I'm going to make you come back and commit and say, what's your favorite dogfish head? Beer. Oh, I got these skeptical looks coming at me from across the room. Ian, did you want to start? No, you go ahead. All I'm, right. I'm going to need a minute to think about it. Oh. I, will, I will start off, and I know that I'm probably going to get some flack here. We love to throw flack your way. Go for it. Only because it was not featured in one of our previous podcasts, but I am a huge fan, and this has really cemented my love for this company uh, of the pumpkin ale. And is this year holding up to what this you had hoped? This year is even better than last. Awesome. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. I had it on draft last weekend. I had a bottle of it, you know, thanks to my, uh, my hosts here just the other night and it was just it every time I have it it just reminds me of when I first started getting into drinking really good beer and I love it I do it's got everything that I'm looking for it's got that almost that roast pumpkin if you tuned into our pumpkin podcast and if uh, you didn't go back and download it now because it was great I like it <laughs> it's, it's it's a more of a roast pumpkin instead of the pumpkin pie aspect of it but it still has that great solid dogfish head body to it that you're looking for they don't, they don't really uh, give up any of the original flavor or the original quality just to throw pumpkin at you. And so that would by far be my, my, my top bottle of choice, even though it's not anywhere close to their most experimental. It's not anywhere close to their most expensive. I enjoy it. I think expense rarely has anything to do with the quality of stuff. I've noticed that. I could Part be wrong. Part of it could be the ingredients, you know, because sure. I don't brew and I don't know what things cost to make it. But sometimes experimental just means that the stuff's more rare that they're putting into it. I or know. I know Dogfish has the one and the name escapes me, but like they found the recipe in an old pyramid 
and they made an Egyptian beer, and it was just... It has the... It's the one with hieroglyphs on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called I've either. had it, and it was probably so good that I don't remember the name. Ha! Good See, I feel, I feel like I, t- I had it, and I was just kind of like, oh, this is weird. And it was a while ago, so maybe my tastes have changed since then. It. But I don't, I don't remember being like, this is the coolest beer I've ever had. I think it's really cool that they found an old recipe for beer and made it as close to those standards as they could. But also, I, hey, we've come a long way, and you know what we don't do anymore is... Build pyramids? Yeah. I appreciate the ambition that a lot of companies show, especially, you know, like I said, we're on the topic of Dogfish Head. I really do appreciate the, the ambition that they show in let's push the limits. We have a good following. We are a well-known presence, especially in the Northeast. Sure. Um, and they do a great job of it. They do a phenomenal job of it. And, you know, they, they're, that's the thing is they don't pigeonhole themselves in one style. They don't, they don't, this year we're doing this. No, they're constantly throwing out three or four different styles of completely different styles. They've got a very beers. rotating selection of cool crazy beers exactly and it's it's always enough to and good keep names. you wondering oh yeah most of them i can't pronounce to be honest it's great names well in this one i think we picked a good one to get started with because it's rated pretty well too um and when i and we had it in my closet well exactly Both even better good reasons oh uh, but when i talk about ratings for beer i probably mean either beer advocate or rate beer and to be completely honest i generally look at both and sort of average them loosely in my brain but this one rated at 93 on Beer Advocate, and that's from the pros, which means, I guess, the staff at Beer Advocate sits around and do what we do, only they get paid to do it. <laughs> and um, then there's the... Send us money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll totally start you know, assigning numbers to these if you wanted to pay us for it, definitely. But then there's the, hey, I am you know, average American consumer drinking this beer and I'm going to rate it as well. And that one only came in at an 85, which was a little surprising to me. But what I'm guessing based on just the conversation we've had so far is you never know how the people had it when they tasted it. You know, did they have it on draft? Did they have it fresh? Um, Are they aging it like we are? So Also, who are they drinking it? Yeah. And a lot of times they'll tell you, you know, what kind of bottle it came out of, what kind of glass they poured it into. Sometimes people are really into it and they'll say, oh yeah, I'm having it at 42 degrees Fahrenheit. And I have, it's like, oh gosh, guys. My, I, my favorite question is what are they eating it with? Or what, what are really they eating point. with it? It's, Nothing. I mean, if they're, it's, I mean. <laughs> then it would be rated higher. We're, we're not, we're <laughs> not, I know that not all are as stalwart as we can be and sit here and pound a few back in the afternoons. But um, I, I really, love, I love pairing up good beers with good food. Sure. And sometimes if you just really have a miss, it could really it could change your, your whole taste on the on both things that you're eating yeah. and drinking. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I love you guys, and most of my friends are guys. However, it would probably be good for me to get some more female drinking buddies because when y'all have like a different body mass composition than I do, and then we sit here and try to do this, it's a little challenging for me to keep up some days. What, all these 10% beers that we drink? Yeah, more or yeah. less. I Ian. feel like every week we turn the bottle over and go, oh gosh, again? It's, you know, it's Ian, a how do you morning. feel about Shannon getting some more female drinking buddies? I feel great about that. <laughs> Preferably if they're single. <laughs> Ladies. And uh, since I'm the beer mistress, what, you prefer them in corsets, dirndls? How do we go about this? Uh, I like a variety. I don't really have a type. Okay. So, uh, attractive. Attractive All right, is a good way so to go. So, for the second time today, we're going to say, check us out on Facebook.com. Attractive lady. Dashing If rope. you would like to be a guest podcaster and wear a corset. I will wear a corset. Just a corset. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Maybe not. You're welcome to come join us. 
viewing or i have a feeling you guys are going to get me into some serious trouble too late oh wait uh cousin max for your fourth guest starring appearance are you going to wear a corset i that really depends on what is on the menu oh He's like, you got to get higher than 10% if you want that vodka. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, we have a vodka cast. All right. We'll consider it. The beer mistress has to uh, grow some new drinking pans before that go. happens. There you go. Ian. Favorite, Moving right along. All right. Favorite dogfish beer. It's a kind of a toss-up. All right. So well, I've had the 120. Uh, I'm not really sold on it. Granted, it was not a good time for me to be trying the 120 the first time I had it. So, I think you have a new appreciation for it now. That's possible. Just because of, you know, the tradition that you decided to assign to it. Yes. It is, it is my... I bought uh, a case of Dogfish 120 last year, year and a half ago. Let's, let's call it what it is. We bought because well, was it was gonna, so bloody expensive. I was going to go, go there about a year and a half ago, and there were three of us that went in on this case. So we all got eight bottles of it. And I decided that I was going to have one bottle a year for the next eight years because it is, it is marketed as a beer that you should age. It ages extremely well is what it says. So I thought, one beer a year, that sounds great. When should I drink this one beer a year? And I thought, my birthday sounds like a great day. So on my past birthday, which is in January, uh, a group of friends, we all went out for dinner. It was amazing. We drank a lot. And then we came home, and I was probably a little too drunk to appreciate Because it was the, your birthday, so you didn't have to drive anywhere. It was my birthday. I wasn't driving anywhere. I had chauffeurs. <laughs> uh, and then we got home, and I said, let's crack open the Dogfish 120. And I made everyone taste it and write down their tasting notes. Um, because I wanted to see what everyone else thought about it. And I pr I'm pretty sure I had one sip of it and did not write down my tasting notes because I was... I wouldn't Otherwise say I was engaged. sloppy, but I was... A lord. I was a lord. Uh, but having a great time. So I will say that I probably didn't appreciate my first 120 as much as I could have. And I think this year I'll try it again a little differently. Maybe like the day after my birthday I can have a nice little... Brunch or something. Brunch beer, or maybe the day before, uh, something so I can fully appreciate the, the flavor. So that is not my favorite. I might change my mind in the future. That's true. Well, in seven years from now, when you're still right. trying the maybe same ones, they then. might be awesome. I do like the 90-minute over the 60-minute. Definitely. Their IPAs. Uh, I also like their Life and Limb a lot. I bought uh -huh. a case of that as well, mostly because I went, what's this? Oh, Dogfish Life and Limb? All right. Brewed with maple. That's the one. Totally breakfasty. Yes, so and I good. love breakfast. I am someone who wakes up very early for most of the mornings of my life. So when I have a day off, I I try to sleep late and I try to have a beautiful full breakfast. And if it falls on a day when I can have a nice brunch, goodness gracious, <laughs> there is nothing else I want than to like cook eggs and bacon and biscuits and anything else that my little heart desires and my big stomach and enjoy a good beer. A good beer with it. And I think the Life and Limb is a fantastic breakfast beer. So I might go with that one because and I love breakfast so much. It's not a stout. I, think, I know that on our breakfast beer podcast, we talked. We basically had a, an array of really good stouts that were very appropriate and quite delicious. But especially with the maple, and it's but it's still dark and rich. And it's also a collaboration beer with Sierra Nevada, who's another okay. awesome mass-marketed microbrew company, I think. Is it, uh, I love their... is it, can it be mass market and micro or is it mass market craft? I would say craft. Fine. All right. Uh, so let's, I'll put them in the, they're the West Coast version of, of Sam Sam's. Adams. I'm okay with that. Fair enough. I think they're, they're probably the one that's putting out the most product, but it's also, it's good product. Their pale ale, it's delicious pale ale. Their torpedo, one of my favorite IPAs, honestly. And their jefe is actually pretty good. I haven't had their jefe. Oh, I, I've, 
I like Hefeweizen in general as long as it's kind of like IPA, as long as it's a nice complex flavor and it doesn't die on my tongue. But other than that, um, surprising because again, you don't find it just anywhere in terms of on draft and such. But if I'm going to go for an old reliable Hefeweizen, Sierra Nevada. It's also good. brewed with maple syrup from Vermont, from uh, Massachusetts, actually. Okay. But that's where I, I think it's from the family farm of the original owner of Dogfish. Awesome. It's from. So. But, but the Dogfish is from Delaware. It's, it's brewed in Delaware. Okay. But, it's, but uh, he also, it's also named after the town in Maine, exactly. which is also, you know, so it's all actually, it's a very, very, it's a very east, northeast coast. Do you know what I, all I hear is, wah, 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 we need to go on a road trip to the New England state. That's all wah, I wah, heard. Wah. <laughs> Hill Farmstead? Yes, That's exactly. all I heard. Cooperstown, right. New York? All I'm going to say is there's oh two God. men in this room and they can both navigate better than I can. So I will just sit in the back Thank and you, cheer Jezebel. you on. <laughs> That's my nickname for my GPS. Awesome. <laughs> um, What's your favorite dogfish? I'm, I'm actually having a, I'm having a moment. Um, I think I've taken Ian to dog, a dogfish head brew pub in Maryland on one occasion. Just once. It was a rough day. It was... We had I was sick, to be yeah. fair. It wasn't anything else. It was I amazing. Was... He was online researching the meds he was on to find out if he could drink with them or not. Because I kept looking at him like, are we going to dogfish or not? Again, a lord. <laughs> well, I was on antibiotics, and I've always been told that you can't drink uh, you can't drink while on antibiotics. And this is not medical advice, folks listening no, out there. Let's... But I did do some research. I know some folks who are pharmacists, and basically drinking while on antibiotics does not counteract the antibiotics it makes them work faster which isn't necessarily better okay uh so it's not like there's a lot of i think it's like hey you can't drink when you're pregnant and it's like yes you cannot drink to excess uh but you can never really drink to excess it's never really a safe good idea uh if you're pregnant and you have a glass of wine you know in the first couple in like the first trimester you're fine again not medical advice not medical advice advice, but there are doctors out there who will back me up on this. It is it is not a bad thing if you have a glass of wine. I think it got way more radical in the last, say, 15 years. Well, right, because everyone likes to get really involved in pregnancy, apparently. All right. But well, everyone but the three else, of No politics, us, no yeah, politics. Okay. And everybody else yeah. likes to get involved with drinking heavily. Yeah, right. All right. So, yes, it was okay, I decided. Right. For myself. And that was a decision that I made after doing the research that I did. A personal and that's, choice. I mean, that's important. But what I remember at the end of that night, other than the fact that you had this huge burger that looked utterly delicious, I tried to pick something healthier and uh, as per usual, <laughs> I looked across the table at his juicy burger of awesome and was like, why did I make this healthy decision? This felt boring. <laughs> but, and I'm trying to remember now, and you can correct me, I, at the end of the day, I ordered a beer that the waitress sort of cocked her head and looked at me and said, have you had that one before? Was It the, It wasn't the chocolate one, was it? No, it was the mint one. The mint one, it yes. Was, I, what it was I a can't, stout, though, a mint stout. It was, I'm tr- I thought it was the red and white. And while I have just looked up the summary of the red and white, that doesn't seem appropriate. No, I don't think it was the red and white. Um, What was it? Oh, this is t- terrible. It's so neat, though, because it's like a minty stout. And I think it's great at the end of the night. It makes a really good dessert, but it's also super strong. Like, they serve it in a very small glass, and I think him and I sort of shared it lingering over a good, like, 45 minutes or so. But this beer defies my imagination. Like, it isn't logical to me. 
that something this thick and this rich is also a little refreshing and a little tingly on my tongue with all of the mint. I was actually... Worst story ever because I don't know what the darn beer is called. I was actually <laughs> struggling to remember, and this is just a true testament to how great it is, um, what Dogfish Head Stout was that I had fallen in love with years Chicory? ago. Chicory? Worldwide? Chicory Stout. Oh, the Worldwide. Okay. The Chicory Stout. I like the Chicory a lot. The Chicory Stout is another one of my favorite all-time beers that I, uh, I, I feel deserves some mentioning here. Um, probably one of the greatest winter beers I've had. It's fooling, it's it's fulfilling, it's full, it's filling. It's really everything that you want out of a good beer. Um, I would have to put that in my number two slot. But I am going to say, the red and white, from what I just looked up, and I understand now why it's top of brain, because it's also other things that I love. It's a Belgian white beer with coriander, orange peel, and Pinot Noir. So that's like totally my speed. Yeah. My second place was going to be the Noble Rock. Which is uh, oh. also brewed with some wine. Very yes. tasty. Uh, and it's a little a little funkier, a little more... That one I do remember as being like, it's a well-balanced, crafted, excellently beer, but a little, like, funky. It's, it's funky, for yeah. sure. But the one you were thinking of is the black and red. That's what it is. why you were so close. Uh, it's the black and red uh, mint stout, though. Mint, that's what it is. Okay. Because they also have a... Black and blue. See, that's the thing. All these they've colors. Got, they've got a lot of color ones. Yeah. The red and white, the black and, black red. and red, the red and blue. The black so and blue. the black and blue is another yeah. Belgian. That's the thing. Like, Ian and I are nuts for the Belgians. But that one's um, fermented with blackberries and blueberries. I think we usually do that one as a dessert beer, don't we? I mean, blackberries and blueberries, it's great over ice cream, as I recall. And these are all at least 10% beers. So it just becomes like a, okay, probably not... A, Probably not how you're going to start your meal, but pretty delicious overall. Maybe how you end it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, after having a couple of those, you're definitely going to be ending it. Cousin Max. <laughs> yes. I see that Chip... I think you like your hellhound there. Yeah, Chip it's is looking... a little lonely over there. We... Poor Chip. It's... I know that last time he was here, we were drinking out of these beautiful handcrafted glass. So today we gave him the worst glass we could find. We yep. wanted him to cut himself. There's a chip on the top. <laughs> No, we don't want him to. But I've rather enjoyed it and nicknamed it Chip. Yeah. I don't... Just makes me think No offense, buddy. Not entirely original. Well, you know, you you win some... I thought thought it was was Duval. Well, Duval was the name on the glass, but Duval's nickname is now Chip Chip. as a result of that. So now, although I may not be received warmly when I go into a bar and order Chip... (laughs) Yo, let me get one of them chips, please. People will probably... That does not sound like beer. No. (laughs) Sounds a little salty. Um, but no, I was also commenting on my second glass here. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am on the second glass. I believe we call that double fisting. I believe that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> however, this is the same glass. And I, You're not uh, winning the ladies that you just tried to recruit 10 minutes ago. I did ladies. have to remark on the fact <laughs> that it was hint. the same glass that I was sampling the delicious array, array of pumpkin beers that we had last time. And... Uh, I've grown, I've grown rather fond of this simple yet elegant glass. Hey, buddy, you have a Christmas stocking that we could um, arrange? I'm going to have... need a rather large stocking for this. Oh, can we do a, a Dashing Rogue Christmas? Of course we can. Where we can get all the podcasters together and exchange stockings full of beer. I think that's an amazing idea. I'm thinking Mad Elf. <laughs> I'm just Do you know that they serve Mad Elf in a bottle that's like two feet tall? I've well, they don't seen serve it. it. They sell it. 
Uh, and that should be illegal. Well, see, but what happens is they sell out of the cases first, and then when you walk into a beer store and you're like, "Hey, do you have Mad Elf?" They always turn around with this huge, ridiculous. And like, well, bottle. we got this bottle. It's a hundred dollars, and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's all you got, and I really want some, it's worth it. So all I'm gonna say is this: we are 28 minutes in. Would you like? To try some sati, or would you like a little more hellhound? Because we have both. I will say that we should go on to the sati. I'm a right. big fan of this. And we always have time to go back to the hellhound if we want. Sounds good. I have to admit, I am looking forward to... This is actually going to be my second go with the sati. Uh, it's Ever? been a little while. Okay. I've only had it once. I am really looking forward to seeing how I... Ho! Love that sound. I figured I'd stop just for the dramatic Appreciate pause it. there. Appreciate it. Um, You're just no, encouraging him now. Be I, careful. I, I am. Ian needs very, very little encouragement, but ladies. Oh my gosh, this is not a dating site for Ian. <laughs> Actually, it is. <laughs> He's like, now it's it called is. Dashing Rogue, FYI. <laughs> but, for uh, a reason. But yes, it's. Uh, this will be my second go with the Sati. Uh, I enjoyed it. From what I remember, the first time I I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. And now I'm let me really ask you this. this: Do you know where you had it the first time? I actually had it at Tria. Oh Whoops, me my too. gosh! Is this really happening? Tria is I'm never the gonna greatest ask that enabler again. outside of Ian that you will they ever sponsor be sponsor us. To. We sure sponsor them. I completely agree. I'm gonna be honest. Sati in my house is the birthday beer, which. I know there's your nothing... Your Dogfish 120? Because mine is now the Southern Tier Chocolate Stout. Ooh, oh, that's true. We did have it for the first time on your birthday. Huh. And now I have a case of it in my guest shower. I'm anyway. Just... <laughs> Which we spoke of earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's just reintroduction. It's not weird. Um, I had it for the first time on my birthday at a Dogfish Brew Pub. Because if you're taking the beer mistress out for her birthday, where would you rather go than a Dogfish Brew Pub? Especially one that's 15 minutes from your house. It's perfect. And the sati You can bike is, there. Yeah, well... <laughs> Not a good idea on the return trip. As no. you recall from previous podcasts, also, I am terrible at biking. Also, it's your birthday, so you don't need to worry about it. There You're you not go. driving. So, Two-person bike. <laughs> tandem biking? That I sounds like worse. Can the two of you bike, and I can just sort of like no. hang out in the basket on the front? We'd never get along. <laughs> We'd be fighting each other the whole way. But it's a spring brew. Um, overall, if you look at their seasonal list on their website, Sati is made kind of like April, May, and my birthday is in May, right around Mother's Day, because, you know, I'm never going to be a mother, so I should have a birthday right around them. And uh, it's it's spicy. It's got a lot going on. And when I saw it on the menu, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Ever since that first time, it's been, I buy a bottle of it every year and have it on my birthday. I have to admit, this is probably the first funkiest beer that they have no way i don't think that's true yeah i disagree too the first time that i taste or the first sip of this that i tasted and it's been about a good eight months since i've had it the first thing that came to mind was rotten vegetables really i don't i'm actually getting a little little spice out of but it. But I'm strangely comfortable with it. It's very chai to me. Like yeah, it's... I'm going to get some chai out of it. Yeah. I am strangely comfortable with the fact that I'm sipping on something that... I was, I was almost going to say pumpkin, but I don't... It's not quite pumpkin, no, but it has that, that, that spicy are in a flavor. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. It's... I'm still getting rotten vegetables. Oh my gosh, you're going to be so easy to cook Even on the Even on the exhale, like close your mouth and breathe out. The cardamom or whatever. Why? Cardamom? Yes, that one. Cardamom. <laughs> 
I think Yo, we've man, just that coined spice a... is the bomb. <laughs> it's the karma bomb. I think we've just coined a new term here. Karma yes. bomb. I love it. I want to know the graphic that goes with that. That sounds so cool. Uh, it's clearly an ace of spades exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, um, it's something very... It's not. It doesn't taste like beer. You're getting a lot of other like herbs and spices and I'm things going almost on. Almost getting potatoes on the nose. Oh my what gosh! What are you? you? Do, do you need a new glass? I really am wondering really what it is you're so. sipping on. Just smell this. Oh, I mean, Tell me you're not getting some kind of. Root I get vegetable. no no potatoes on the nose. Root vegetables of some sort. Turnips even. Turnips. Turnips. No, oh. I get something. I get something crisper. You're and from fresh Philadelphia. When's the last time you had a fresh turnip? Oh, whoa, I love whoa, turnips. Whoa. Take them, mash them up, mix them up with some potatoes, give them some extra flavor. Oh my god. Turnips some potato go, turnips. Turnips go perfectly well with virtually any fall or winter beer. It was not a diss. I love turnips. Oh, I just am so a little good. surprised that a schmurschmur aged man decided that he smelled Whoa. turnips in a... This is coming from someone that lives in schmurschmur, a major city. <laughs> So Jason if, still doesn't get Schmirschmer. He's he's so confused we right now. We find it in another previous podcast. But uh, to to take a little little step back, uh, I feel like we should talk a little bit about dogfish heads since we've been talking about who they are, in fact, like and it. why they're so awesome. Sure. Well, I was just going to go for some some general information. Okay. Oh. On everybody, put on your thinking caps. We're about to learn something. If you've been drinking along with us, your caps are probably broken. <laughs> so that's fine. So we're speaking your language. Yes. They were introduced in 1995. Um, they produce over 75,000 barrels a year. You're as is... amusing as when I read the side of the bottle, man. I this know, is right? so engaging. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Well, you could probably listen. Be a good start. I don't. Hello. I don't do that. I know. 75,000 barrels. Yes. Now, They're down have... in Milton, Delaware, which is not far from Rehoboth, which has some great beachfront property. So if you're down in Rehoboth for uh, some summering. People... Here's what I'm going to say. We have talked a few times now about Star Hill Brewery in Vermont. Have we? Yes. Oh Star my gosh. Hill Brewery? What is it called? Hill Farmstead. Hill Farmstead? Oh my gosh. That's not even close. You know what it is? We're going to a brew fest next week. That has Star Hill. That's I just okay. I just I was looked like, at Star, the. I'm pretty sure I've never heard which of that I word am before. So That's good because you to. get to drink them for free next oh, week. So well, it's going to be a great free. time. I have to buy it. That's right. Not only do I get to guest star on these amazingly drunken podcasts, <laughs> but I also get to go down to Northern Virginia. Random Brewfest. names that are being thrown around here, which we may or may not In be able to other names. In person. Yeah, but uh, yes, we are going down to Northern Virginia to taste and sample some absolutely wonderful things. I that just I'm need sure... to say, and I know that this is anticlimactic for everyone on this planet except for me. Oh my gosh, um, the tickets ten dollars cheaper than I thought. Like best problem ever. What happened was I misread the website, and if you buy them at the door, they're one price, but if you buy them in advance, they're $10 cheaper, and obviously we're buying them in advance because I plan things. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, you're going to let me drink all afternoon for $10 less than I thought? Uh, we can be BFFs. Hey, tell me more facts about dogfish. And so I was, suddenly, um... I feel like we don't need more female drinkers on the podcast because we've just had an entire discussion I'm sorry, on I'm going to go put on my corset on, and come on, back. On a $10 savings. That's like, what, one <laughs> beer? Good job. Amazing. Woo! I'm sorry. Hey, hold my mic. I'm going to go put on a corset and come back and then you'll listen again. Pause for a station identification. <laughs> facts. I only change when I hear facts. Keep going. 
Let's talk about Johnny Cask. Johnny Cask. Why don't you tell us about some Johnny Cask? Um, it was a pretty awesome, and I actually did have the the luxury of ta- of sampling it once. Um, it was years ago. It was delicious. It is essentially their seventy five minute hybrid between the sixty and ninety. See, I always thought that if you order a seventy five minute, they mix the two together. Is that not true? They do typically. But they, Dogfish had actually released a 75-minute Until so ale many people ordered it that they made one. That was brewed, indeed, again, with maple syrup. Oh my gosh, I don't like syrup. Why do you guys keep doing this to me? Because we both love it. <laughs> anyway, getting back on track. The Johnny Cask, which is uh, you know depicted with bottle art with uh, Johnny Cash uh, tapping a firkin, which is by far my favorite it's word. It's not a great word. By oh my far my favorite word of the day. Can we just make that... Like a thing we have to say three the freaking times a day. Firkin? The freaking firkin that can go with the drunken pumpkin. Oh, ladies the drunken and gentlemen, pumpkin stay tuned taps for a, a freaking firkin. Stay tuned for an entire new list of beers coming out soon from dashingrogue.com. I'm telling you, the, the the drunken pumpkin and the freaking firkin. That's great. What season should that be? Uh, I'm gonna Every go October. Season. <laughs> Every season. Autumnal. You should keep talking about whatever you were talking about. So, I'm just the Johnny Cask. I'm going to plan my it's, life uh, it. It really is kind of uh, the, the quintessence of what Dogfish Head tries to do. It really takes what it already has in place. Like when I was saying, when I was speaking about the Dogfish, uh, the, the, the pumpkin ale, or any of their other ales that they have out you know, on an annual basis, uh, they keep the integrity of what Dogfish Head's been doing, but kick it up a notch. They throw something else in there. They throw you a curveball, so to speak. Um, so the 75 minute, which was nicknamed the Johnny Cask, was a hybrid between the 60 and 90. It was mixed up with a little bit of uh, maple syrup, um, just for a little bit of extra kick, and it completely breed, you know, breeds a totally different taste from either the 60 or the 90, which I love both in their own shapes and forms. Um, but what I think that is interesting about Hopefully it is just that in a glass, typically, or a bottle, typically, or a firkin. Or a keg. There's that firkin again. Frickin' firkins, man. The firkin is never going away. It is now part of our lives forever. I just love the fact that this company not only brought me in, but keeps me intrigued on a recurring basis. Okay. On the intriguing subject, how are you feeling about a little bit of trivia? Uh Uh-oh. Dum-dum-dum. He's furling his brow at me, folks. I'm gonna firkin the... Heck out of that trivia. <laughs> I know this is a little scary for me because Jason takes his trivia very seriously and he went like above and beyond to make the most awesome round of trivia we have ever celebrated here on the Beer Mistress's Microbrew Review. However, Beer Mistress is taking the reins this time and so it's going to be anticlimactic. However, I also believe the two of you are rock stars and I have faith in what you can accomplish. Ten. I'm sorry, what? Answer the first question. <gasps> 42 the answer to life, not fair. Well, the first question does not involve a number, so both of you are wrong. And, how many uh, points do we win? <laughs> and that's how much your faith matters. All right. So because uh, Jason needs to teach me how to become better as a trivia host, and actually this is hilarious because Ian also hosts trivia as a side job because, you know, everyone should. Um, this is going to be the shortest round of trivia ever. It's going to it's be... It's one question for all the points. <laughs> Winner First to answer all. all. Um, death round. No, it's going to be six questions Max, total. You might actually never show up again. 
death match. Three Fuck rounds, that. two questions, because simple math is way more my speed. Fair enough. Six questions Let's overall. Do it. Unless somehow you end up tied. Okay. I thought you said no numbers. For me, I'm doing I'm doing math. I have a little sheet of paper. I'm gonna write here. She is ready. Um, well, we'll see Primed, if ready. I would say. Let's throw okay. down. Um, like a cap gun. Cousin Max, because you are the guest star, we're going to give you the easy answer. And when you would like to ring in, you should shout out the word beer. You got that? Sure. All right. Can you want to practice? Namaste? A dogfish beer? Do you want to say namaste? Namaste. You may. Between Dog. namaste and the sati, I'm feeling like I'm being transported to a, a zen-like. A more peaceful place. A more peaceful place. Okay. So, round one, question one. In 1516, Duke Wilhelm IV of Bavaria uh, enacted some purity laws that limited the ingredients of beer to only three things. What are those three things? Namaste. All right. Water. Yes. Malt. And... Uh, wrong. Try again. I'm wrong. All right. Water and what? 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 Cousin Max, what do you think? Water, barley, and hops. Yes. Ten points for Cousin Max. That's amazing. What the heck is malt? Where did that come from? That's so new age of you. I suppose so. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> my schooling has been too far the away. I was gonna say you. I know you learned. I know. That. I, I knew this. I saw your Drink notes. a German Fest beer, and you won't taste malt. Well, I know. Ah. Fine. All right. Question last number week, two. I was, I was calling up the purity laws and saying, you I were, know these ones. I remember that. That's, what, that's so why quickly. I reintroduced it. Folks, just... if you don't use it, you lose it. All right? Language, <laughs> information. Just ladies, keep refreshing. Ladies, are Still you Still spots on the podcast. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Question number two. <laughs> do you remember? How do you ring in, Cousin Max? Do you remember? Yes. Okay. That's, that's actually not how you read. Beer. <laughs> there we go. Beer is the second most popular beverage in the world. What is number one? Beer. That's Namaste. <laughs> did you just rig me in? I did. Go All first. right, cousin Max. What? What is? Number Sorry. One? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with something that may seem obvious, but probably isn't. I'm gonna go with water. Uh, that is incorrect. So good to hear. Minus 10 for I'll Cousin Max. T. Correct, Ian. Good call, sir. And actually very appropriate for the sati that sati? we're drinking. This is the number well, one and two. Here's the thing. There's like so much of the world where there's no clean water. And the only way you can get clean water is to boil it. And also if you're boiling water, why not throw some herbs in Why not make it taste good? Yeah. Is now a good time to ask, what is a sati in terms of ABV? Can you pick up that bottle and read it? I sure can, folks. Is now when I should ask question three so that he's distracted? Not fair. Nine percent. Go. Nine percent. <laughs> so cumulatively, we've been drinking 19%. What's the score right? Now, how many points are these questions worth? Um, well, cousin Max is hanging out at zero because he won ten and then oh, lost you lose 10. points if you're wrong. Well, nice. Jason's not here, so I'm making up the rules. Fair enough. Say yes. Um, Ian is hanging out at plus ten, so therefore you are winning. But I answered the first one wrong. Oh, you totally did. Jay, honesty points for honesty. I'm at plus ten again. <laughs> I'll give you five. I'm at plus five. You can't give him five because I'm running trivia. Well, How many points do I get for honesty? Ian, minus two. I get plus five for trying. <laughs> you get minus five for trying. There's so many numbers on my sheet of paper right now, I can't keep them straight. Next question. We both win. Everybody's over right. here. We're drinking dogfish head. Hold on. I just retallied, and Cousin Max is at 27 and a half. 
Due to his purity laws and his complete lack of admiration for your honesty. But that's okay because Ian... He gave me plus points for my honesty. Yeah, you're at 32 and a quarter. Nice. All right. Be quiet. Here's the problem. I'm going to forget those numbers when it comes time to do math in the next round. And that's fine. Round them up or down, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So I'm at a quarter and I go, oh, but he gets, oh, that's not fair. All right, look at you go. At the end of this trivia round, we're going to decide the tiebreaker by a round of Greco-Roman wrestling. Nice. Please tell me there are clothes involved in that. Definitely kind of not wrestling. if it's Greco-Roman. Oh. <laughs> Where's your art history? Uh, I did not. I mean, the Duke would be displeased. Liberal arts education, yes, but art history, oh please no. All right, the next round, two more questions, each worth a hundred points. Again, we're gonna say you get them wrong, you lose the points. Just keep that filed away somewhere. All right, the powers at B at Guinness. Say that a pint of beer is lifted how many times before it is polished off? Namaste. 14. Um, we're just going to... 14's not right, but I would like to not say over, under, and let Cousin Max ring beer, in. Beer, three. Totally, Ian wins this round. The answer is 10. I was so close. Three. How much do you chug when you take... So not like the price is right? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Clearly the under and without going over? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I've. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I polished off a few Ginnai in my life. In only three I have two, sips, which is why though? I said fourteen. Yeah, that seems way more my speed. Like maybe I, I small sip it. But... The only thing is this with Guinness. I just want to drink it because I want to drink it. It's not so strong. Yeah, that but you, you have want to drink, to drink it, it, and so you enjoy it. It's not like you're like racing through it. Not it's not like the you're like first this is, one. This is amazing. Not the first one. All right. All right, this next question is a responsible question, and I can promise you it's the only one we're going to have here on the podcast for a while. So in a percent, which means it's between zero and a hundred. So please don't make your answer lower than zero or higher zero. than a hundred. That's funny. Just Only for on, us. Yeah, yeah, only for the two of us. But anyway, as of 2001, so this is a very old fact, but let's just go with it. What percent of Americans reported using a designated driver at least once? Oh my gosh, this should not be the hardest thing ever. Well, is this like a, if we're wrong, we're wrong, or is this the closest? Well, no, we're just going with closest. I, All right, points, points be damned. Namaste, 33. Cousin Max? I'm going to go with 50. Cousin Max wins this round, and not just because of prices, right rules. It's actually 62. Really? So apparently all of that positive promotion has been working out in the world. Or um, people just like to lie when they're taking um, tests. I'm actually happy It says to at least once, that. though. If you figure the number of times people go out drinking and maybe at least once they can find a friend who's willing to... Every year on my birthday! I actually yeah. have to admit... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, not, but two weeks ago, I was a designated driver. I am one very often, and I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I was not too pleased about it. Especially because there was a couple of very, very intriguing looking brews on tap. But I was, we were out for a friend's birthday. And I decided to, after we had gone to dinner, we had a couple bottles of wine. I had one glass. We had gone off after that to two different bars. And I had, uh, you know. Some sparkling water with a to be the designated slice driver of home. lemon. Um, we had gone to one bar. No incidents. We had gone to another bar. And I decided after everybody else had worked on their second round i ordered a coke and a plate of fries coke is so which pained syrupy. me much but the bartender told me and looked at me like i had 10 heads and said there's nothing wrong with that 
And I was like, you know what? I, I'm having I'm ten heads. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a, I'm appreciative of the fact that bartenders, bartenders out there, keep doing what you're doing and promoting. This. Absolutely, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to be the DD. It, it is. It's actually uh, a great thing. It is. Look at it like this: when somebody comes in and they're with a group of people and they decide not to order a, yeah, don't make beverage, them feel bad about it. Support that. Support choice. them. And make sure that they know that what they're doing is admirable because they, you know that they would much rather be sitting there imbibing. Right. And when they're doing that, they're doing it out of the safety of themselves and everyone else there. Their collective friends and everyone else on the road. Exactly. So it's, I did appreciate it. I appreciated the, uh, the acceptance that I had when I walked in there. Um, but yes, uh, I, that was actually my first experience with it. At the ripe old age of Schmishma. And uh, none of us are ever aging ever. We're uh, just all gonna be Schmirchmer forever. I will be forever. twenty-one for the rest of my life. Oh. Every year is just gonna be an anniversary of my twenty-first. Awesome, because if you were twenty and a half for the rest of your life, that would be so, so be disappointing. That would be illegal. Also, nobody has a half birthday. Ah, uh, fair enough. Next question. All right, we're just gonna play over under from now on because I stopped keeping score because math sucks. All right, the first United States brewery was created in Hoboken, New Jersey. In what year? There's no benefit for ringing in early when it's an over. Beer, 1792. 1792 to Cousin Max. And Ian says, we became a country in 1776. I know that. I'm going to say 1777. <sighs> you both are off by a whole lot. But Ian's closer. Uh, 1642. I like the That's fact not that a United States then. Wow. Womp womp. Did you just get smart on me? What just happened? Point I was still closer. You us. lose. You know what? <laughs> I think the fact that the question was moot, it calls for a, uh, a recall. Okay. Fair enough. Let me uh, mix it up a little bit and say that the official alcohol of the United States by act of Congress is not beer. What is it? What alcohol Bourbon. is it? Namaste. <laughs> I'm sorry, the question was? Uh, it doesn't matter because Ian got it right. Oh. Bourbon. <laughs> I'm so happy when bourbon is right. <laughs> I, I don't even, I'm not even upset about losing out on the points. That's fantastic. All right. We're going to pretend that it's tie because I have a great tiebreaker. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Because I stopped keeping score, therefore it can be tie whenever I say. Exactly. All right. Um, wow. I'm going to go there, and I'm sorry that this might be... Before you say anything, I would just like to point out that I'm pretty sure I've got more questions right, so the fact that we're tied seems a little unfair to me, but... Continue. You know, Ian, life's not fair. I know, life life sucks. Life is not fair at all. Which is why you might as well drink Which good beer. Which is why we drink good beer. Yes! Oh my gosh, I'm glad that you're glad both we... very optimistic about Namaste. this. Namaste. Namaste. Beer. <clears throat> so, there is a particular brand of beer... That was invented during a brewer's strike in the 1930s from a recipe tossed together by the untrained workers left behind to run the brewery. It was so bad that local tavern owners tossed their delivered barrels in the gutter until the streets ran with beer. When the strike was over, the brewery didn't want to lose all that beer no matter how bad, so they repackaged it and sold it as one particular brand. What brand is it? Worst tiebreaker ever. Cricket. What if we both get it wrong? Are we allowed to throw out name brands? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the whole point. It's got to be a name brand. It's a well-known American brand of beer. Miller. All right, Ian. I'm gonna tell you this: it's not Miller. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I didn't think it was. I don't think it's one of the major three. I want to say Schlitz. Uh, Michelob. 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 It all makes sense now. It really kind of does, a though, beer. doesn't it? <laughs> all right, so this one is a little silly, um, but... This is the tiebreaker tiebreaker. You kind of really need a tiebreaker after that one yeah. since it was it was not fair of me to throw that out at you and being a one or nothing kind of answer. I can't remember the last time I drank Michelob, so. Good man. I respect you for that. I anyway. think it was when it was running through the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> you were alive in the 1930s? He's no wonder you're schmurschmur years old. I'm significantly He's 21, older. thank you. All right, I'm sorry. Always sorry. 21. Could we get you a t-shirt that says that's so not 21? Yes. No. Here's the only problem with this question. I'm willing to acknowledge the flaws in it before I ask it. Is that I don't know. It's probably very difficult to come up with an all-inclusive answer. 42. However, I'm going to do the best I can with the list that I have. And I'm going to say this. Many actors started out as bartenders. The first one of you who can name one. That is on my list since I am, you know, inhibited by this. Um wins today's trivia well since it's on her list i think it's pretty fair to say that it's going to be a gentleman of sorts. you probably don't have to ring in let's just say start throwing out some names johnny depp no matt damon no ronald reagan no he was an actor this is kind of he was an actor he a was completely a very good actor but not a bartender b movies bruce oh campbell uh, no Bruce Campbell was just a patron. Let me say this. Bruce Campbell is not, but Bruce someone was. Bruce Lee. No. (laughs) I don't even know any other Bruce's. Sure you do. Action movie? Christmas time? Whoa. Bruce Willis. Yes! Ah! Yes! Yes! Bruce Willis. Ian wins this round. I'm the winner of everything. Ah, What's my win? My list of many actors who started out at bartenders include Sandra Bullock. Bruce Willis, Tom Arnold, Chevy Chase, Chris Christopherson, and Bill Cosby. That's like four. <laughs> when or you eight. put the beer in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, I apologize to the world and to Jason that I have not a candle to hold to his very intense trivia knowledge. However, that was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think that the next time we do trivia, it should be before a 10% and a 9%. I think you're wrong. So you want it after some orange juice for breakfast? I think I'm a little more lucid after a 10 and a 9%. I actually really enjoy playing like pub trivia. And I have found that there's a like there's a perfect storm. Like, oh, I've had a beer, a beer and a half. I'm probably able to tap into parts of my brain that I didn't realize. No pun intended. Oh, tap. I get it. Johnny oh. Cast tap into it. I like it. <laughs> oh. Tapping into the firkin. <laughs> firkin tapping. Who I mean, doesn't like it? Can I put... Can I put Cousin Max on the spot? No. Yes, All right. of course. I'm about to. Let's go. All right. Cousin Max has an amazing affinity for bad puns, and I would love you to impress our listeners. Give us your best. With your, well, your best, your worst, worst bad puns. Give pun. us your worst. My worst slash best. Um, I was uh, really, really trying to mull this over. Um, oh, in the last it already started out badly. Uh, mull, again, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Is that like a, an insider in the mob or like Christmas wine? A little bit of both, actually. Okay. I do live in Schmerzma, Philadelphia, so it would be, you know, quite uh, apt. That, that good of a zip code, huh? However, um, I really have to throw out my favorite uh, in recent past, which is uh, Time Flies Like an Arrow. 
fruit flies like a banana. <laughs> oh my god. Still love it. I heard it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe an hour and I was trying ago. to think of another one to really trump it, but you know what? I have yet. Hey, sometimes you have that pen ultimate thing and you just there's nothing that trumps it. I have so far found no one, even those that really do not savor puns, uh, that has not laughed at that. Or at least snickered. At least snickered. Please, please, podcasting world of America or world. Do not judge them based on my behavior. I just hope that you had at least a snicker off of Cousin Max's bad Or even a Milky Way. Oh, it's better with the nuts. I'm sorry. I like the peanuts. That's what she said. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And on that note... Uh, until next time, if you would like to find us, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Beer Mistress. I am at Dashing underscore Rogue. And we are always at DashingRogue.com or Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. And we love to answer your questions anytime you would like to write into the podcast. It makes us interested and engaged with whatever you've got to say. So I am Beer Mistress at DashingRogue.com. And until then, uh, I'm Shannon. I'm Ian. And I'm Cousin Max. And we are so sorry for everything we said to you today. Thanks for joining us. Ta-ta.